even though I was soaking up all that uh, information about ingredients and customers and pricing and and what our what our true customer looks like and what are they doing and trying to really figure out how to help this business grow in the right way and understand this business holistically so I was way more business focused than uh, than my health or what I was eating or what my diet looked like like think about if you if your mom goes off at six and you gotta be at the gym at seven making decision every day should I go or not Half the time I didn't come, or I would tell you, I'm going to be, uh, you know, let's reschedule. Like, I didn't have the habit. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Got my close friend, Dustin Campbell, on the podcast today. What an awesome story. Dustin's lost 40 pounds in the last 11 months. You're going to be inspired, and you're definitely going to take something away from hearing his story. Enjoy. My name is Dustin Campbell. I'm 37. Um, I have a family of five. I have a 10-year-old daughter, 7-year-old son, and a almost 2-year-old uh, boy. I, my wife is Jen. She's 30, almost 37 as well. Um, I've been at the gym since January of 2014. Uh, I started training with uh, Charlie inside uh, BoomFit. So your background, you know, just because we know each other so well. So give me a little bit of kind of how, by working in that health and wellness or fitness or supplement space, how you, how that impacted your health and fitness in, in, in a positive or negative way. Okay. So I got into the sports nutrition uh, supplement business in uh, 2008, summer of 2008. Um, and the... The industry really didn't impact me initially. I wasn't, I didn't live the life of working out or have a routine um, of going to the gym. Um, you know, really till about 2000, about a year later, 2009, um, I started getting into the gym and, and mainly to better understand the customer uh, of our business at the time of bodybuilding.com and, and to more of uh, live the life of what what we're trying to do not just for our customer but we're trying to live that lifestyle so we understand it um, so 2009 I started working out with um, my friend who was the president of the business um, training and then taking some supplements and then just trying to get into um, and I also need to lose some weight I, at the time I was probably I don't know, 230 pounds and you know, upwards of probably 35, 40% body fat. So not a lot of muscle in me at all. Um, just working hard, you know, long hours. The business was growing really fast. So, but probably 2009 was like the first in the gym, um, exp like once, I mean, once or more a week consistently, you know. Um, it wasn't a habit. Uh, uh, for a long time but that was probably my first introduction to like you know other than as a kid like playing football and baseball and working out like in high school a little bit not nothing crazy you know um, so yeah so so how long before that because if you were 29 30 years old th or 28 somewhere around there mm -hmm. before that were you ever in shape or did you ever work out <sighs> high school um, sports so high college school, High school, um, 
my freshman year, I, I stopped playing football and, and baseball, and uh, I picked up golf, and really didn't work out for golf. I mean, we did more stretching and stuff. So through high school, I, I didn't. I was active. Uh, I wasn't in the gym really. Um, uh, I think I graduated at probably 175 pounds. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of muscle on me, but I wasn't like flabby. You know, I was I was uh, I was stocky. Um, and then, so that was 98, and then, the, uh, bef- I mean, from 98 to 2009, no. And I you mean, put on about 55 pounds on, yeah, in that I mean, time. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah, think that, I mean, was that, was that from just not exercising, not paying attention to health, or was there anything, like, was it all in one moment, or like one year? Or no, was it-, it was definitely over time, and it just, yeah, not, not working out, not being active, and then diet as well, for sure. I mean, there's no, uh, there was no strategy on diet. I could just eat whatever I wanted. Man, and that's interesting because you were 18, right? 19, probably 18 when you graduated. Yeah. And over that 20 to 30, right? That decade of just 20, right. 18 to 28, how many guys are in that boat right now? You know, how many right. guys who could be listening to this and that weight just creeps up? Next thing you know, you're 50 pounds heavier than you were when you graduated. Yeah, in that time of our life, I mean, we I was, I graduated high school in 98. Me and Jen got married in 2000. And we were both working, but I was going to school. She was basically putting me through college. Um, we were both working full time. And um, we just didn't have a lifestyle of, of, of working out and eating well, we were enjoying life. We were struggling through school, and just um, you know, our, our newly married. You know, just trying to figure life out. You know. So, did anything about fitness attract you to bodybuilding.com, or was it strictly for the opportunity? Yeah, I mean, uh, my my family historically has been in real estate development, and in uh, I was at the time I was actually working for my dad, doing um, subdivision development and. Uh, in Idaho uh, and in 06, 07, 08 is kind of when everything kind of shut off from a, from a uh, capital and investment perspective in that, in that category. And so we weren't developing anymore. We were basically holding our assets. And so I kind of fell into the opportunity. My, I just happened to go to, to, to high school with some guys who started a fast growing supplement business and they needed help. And, um, they knew, uh, um, I wasn't doing much at the time other than holding some real estate assets and just uh, waiting for the market to change. So um, I got a call, you know, the summer of 08 and said, hey, we need help over here because we're going fast. And so I just said, absolutely, I'll come over. And was there, you showed me like a magazine one time or like a picture from the those days. Did you lose a bunch of weight when you started? What was that picture, that bodybuilding.com? Oh, Like no. that joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the- They put your head on a yeah, fit guy's body or yeah, something? Yeah, one of the brands for my birthday uh, um, had photoshopped my head yes. on like a, one of their models and, okay. and gave it to me as a present. I think this was- this was like 2010 as I was, I, I did lose some weight during, um, I started in 09 and started losing some weight. So I was starting a, a transformation and that was kind of a, um, yeah. hey, this is where you're going. So tell me about the transformation or what you started back then. Cause if that was kind of the very beginning of this seed being planted, like I wanna know what you were doing, um, how was your workouts, how was your diet? And you know, being, I think in the, that space of yeah. supplements, I think you're you became very knowledgeable. I mean, even talking to you today, I know you're very educated when it comes to nutrition, sport nutrition. Yeah. So, kind of give me a little bit more about what led you mentally to want to get there. Um, what changed because it's just it still work, but now you're in a different industry. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't really have a, uh, a desire or a passion to, to, to even work out or be in the gym. Um, we had several contests going on within our uh, organization um, just because, you know, our CEO really wanted everybody who was living, I mean, who was working uh, to, to live that life and, and to, because if you understood it, you'd be, you'd be able to better help our customers. So in, in, in that environment, it was tough to kind of not get involved and, and, um, and to start it, but it was sporadic, man. So if, if, if it's not, it was something I had to really work at every day. It was like, man, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta wake up. I gotta set my alarm. I really don't want to do it. I was, I was way more focused on my career understanding the category more and more business uh, focused than than anything but so even though I was soaking up all that uh, information about ingredients and customers and pricing and and what our what our true customer looks like and what are they doing and trying to really figure out how to help this business grow in the right way and understand this business holistically so I was way more business focused than uh, than my health or what I was eating or what my diet looked like. But everything we did every day was about that dedicated guy that's going to the gym, working out five, six days a week, eating everything, measuring everything. And if so we were, I, we were consumed in it, you know? And so it's hard to be consumed in something and not really a part of it. Mm-hmm. But I was for a while because there was just so much work, you know what I mean? So there was a lot of people like me that were that were um, in that business that were not in that industry that were not living the life of the customer you know what I mean and it's it, but it's hard to do that I mean think about you as a gym owner if yeah. you didn't work out with your customer yeah you know what I mean you're down there working out with them so you you you're, you're, you're better able to service them and know what they need and 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 you're one of them right mm-hmm. so you're it's um, but think about if you weren't all the things you're gonna not know about your business, not know about your customer, you know. So um, um, it, it was. I was kind of in. I was kind of stuck uh, in a in a in an interesting situation where I didn't have the passions that my customer had. I so, would. I, you know what I mean. So if you, I think you have a lot of knowledge when it comes to business and and leadership as well. And so this is a question for somebody who may be leading an organization and trying to create a culture of health and wellness Mm -hmm. in their team so it might be five people right could be 20 or it could be a hundred and they want their team kind of like your your old friend who was started bodybuilding.com or owner president he wanted everybody to do that but you kind of know now a lot more about what it means to live that lifestyle today compared to like you said back then you really weren't even completely in the lifestyle so what could you tell that leader that business owner that ceo that would help them to incorporate that type of culture um i mean staying close to your customer uh, um, is obviously the most important because because dynamics change and your customer is going to change and if you're not right there you're going to miss it so um I think it's uh, whatever um, business you're in and whatever passion, whatever's driving you to be in that business, um, I think uh, the people you attract to your team and how you incorporate uh, what your business is about is is so important. You know what I mean? So um, going back to my story, like they picked me, 
not because I had a passion for the industry. They picked, they picked me because they knew I was business-minded and they needed help. Now, now I'm plugged into this industry I have no passions for and I gotta develop to be really effective in that, in that space, to be really effective for the customer and the business. I gotta, I, I gotta have the passions like it. I gotta want, I gotta want to um, understand it. I wanna, I wanna be like it. So I think if you have a business and, um, you, and that business leader has a passion uh, for for the industry like like you you want to hire people that inherently have that have similar characteristics uh, of your customer you know potentially mm-hmm. plus the, the additional skills they need for their job right so you're kind of you kind of start out on the front side hiring for that looking for that saying man and then you develop you keep continue to develop it right or even like just communicating it in the hiring process of course if you're like let's yeah. say you run a law firm that has nothing to do with fitness but you want the culture to that's be true. fit. That, yeah, that's true. And then, you know, so that, so it may not be your customer that's in health, mm-hmm. but uh, presenting that message of, hey, we want our employees to be holistically, physically, emotionally uh, uh, well. And, 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 you know, and you have, you've got to preach it from the top and you also got to live it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Mike Gentry would be a great example, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the gym every day at 12. Like, and then if he goes back to his office and preaches that message to his secretaries of here's why it's important and and, and then living that life it's it's that's a that's a pause that's a huge that's a very strong um, uh, way to get people to come along you know and, and, the, and the same thing in my story like the people of um, you know Ryan and Jeremy the the, the owners of Bodybuilding they were living that lifestyle they were in the gym in the morning and also working their tails off. And so um, they weren't just preaching from the pulpit; they were living the life, and um, you know. So I mean, that's. I mean, I think the action is so much more, you know, uh, um, important and more valuable than just, you know, saying yeah, it. Live by example. Yeah, exactly. Of course. So you know? when you started here, January two thousand fourteen, between those, you know, that transformation or that kind of kickstart in yeah. two thousand fourteen, was there any significant? change or was it kind of more just 230 220 225 up yeah and down? you know i think uh if I, if I think back to 2014 i think there was some progress i think the most important thing 2014 did was start the habit of just coming to the gym and that was when we started January. that was when we started yeah so before that there wasn't any significant like from 12 or I mean 10 to 14. No, not really. So the, I mean the same like start something, not be able to hold yeah. it, you know, commit to a transformation challenge and not be able, not finish that well. Yeah. Just more focused on business still, yeah. you know, on and what my and family. Yeah. And um, I didn't have any uh, habits for eating healthy. I didn't have any, you know, habits for staying in the gym. Um, and really I didn't you know, develop the passion to be in the gym and, and, and create the habit of getting up every morning, um, probably until like f- almost like 15 or 16. And so, yeah, and that's going to be the next post. January 2014, we start working out. Yeah. You're kind of, you know. Kind of on the fence. A yes. Bit. Yes. And uh, we kept going. And there was a point when you read that book, The Power of Habit. Yeah. Because I read it. You kind of recommended it to me. Yeah. So tell me how that book maybe impacted you and where you were probably, what, 230, two, you know. Maybe even more. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, Power of Habit. It's a great book. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember why I read it or why somebody recommended it to me. Um, but... 
I think uh, what that book kind of kind of uh, lit up in me or, or uh, I took from it was um, it may the, there are there, you, you take a, 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 a rudimentary habit of just getting up and going to the gym and you kind of back up a little bit uh, from a 30,000 foot level and really think about the habits that allow you to do that and um, it really simplified uh, um, because every morning in that time in that time frame, I thought about whether I should go to the gym or not. Like, think about if you if your alarm goes off at six and you gotta be at the gym at seven, making decision every day should I go or not. Half the time I didn't come, or I would tell you I'm gonna be uh, you know let's reschedule. Like, I didn't have the habit. It was a decision every morning. Um, and so I wanted to get out of that. Like I really was struggling. Like I can't make that decision every morning because half the time I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm going to make an excuse if I don't feel well. I don't. I don't want to go. Blah blah blah. And and so I've been doing that forever. Um, I think with that book, the book didn't create the habit for me. Um, it helped me understand how to form habits better. Um, and also it it reminded me about social accountability, about surrounding yourself with people that are going to hold you accountable to being here and so now when I wake up in the morning it's not if I'm going to go to the gym or I don't feel that well like I feel the weight of social accountability being there for the people that are going to be here today and also I want to be here so that habit is formed like now now I'm trying to figure out ways like if something has to come at 8 in the morning like I got to move it because 8 a.m. I have to be at the gym you know what I mean and from 14 to when I started to uh, 17 today, it, it probably started about 16 where it was like 8 a.m. I go to the gym and guess who else comes to the gym? There's three or four other guys around me that are going to be expecting me at the gym and I'm going to be expecting them. So when they don't show up, it's like, hey, where are, you, where are you at? And that social accountability is really, really what has driven, I think, the, the, the habit of coming to the gym for me. And I think for a lot of people like that, that thing is real. You know what I mean? Especially like when you, and also in goal setting, when you tell somebody, hey, Charlie, I'm not going to eat, I don't want to eat high fat, I don't want to eat you know, beef for the next month. And me and you go to lunch and I order beef, you're going to be like, dude, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I, I'm, I'm accountable to you, right? That's why posting, like letting people know about your goals, you know, is, is really powerful being transparent with them in that, you know what I mean? But so that, so that book, going back, that book, Power, uh, Power Habits and that social accountability is what kind of uh, ch changed the whole game for me. Well, and I think like as I even look at your journey from 14 January to today, from a trainer perspective, okay, as your trainer, but you know, also I'm your friend yeah. and I get to see the whole picture, kind of like you said, from that 30,000 yeah. high level, I'm like, man, this is the dream scenario for any person that comes foot in the gym, right? They come in, they probably don't really want to be here, right? Yeah. You know, not that we want people, but let's be honest, like the reason people hire a personal trainers sometimes is because they know they're not going to do it on their own, you know? So, so they need that accountability. Mm -hmm. And so more even on a one-on-one -on -one level than on a CrossFit level. Right. And I've always said that I think the difference between a CrossFit client and a personal training client is CrossFit clients are more self-motivated. So they are going to come kind of like you said like i want to be here yeah whereas personal training clients not that that means all of them don't want to be here but 
you know, a higher percentage of those people really don't love working out. Right. And so you started as a personal training client for a long time. And then I remember we went, I put you in the group, right? Yeah. With Randy French and yeah. those guys, Bill Mather. And that was a that's, little social accountability. For sure. And that's when that, like that consistency, because we, what did we work out? 6.30 in the morning. 6.30 a.m. Which I'm not a, I'm not a super great morning person. And plus I don't work out. But that, being in that group, I knew at least one of them was going to show up. They all didn't show up all the time. Yeah. But I didn't want to be that guy that didn't show up. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. started the habit of coming every morning and not making the decision of, of whether I want to come or not by myself. Right. You know what I mean? And so that was a huge part of, of, of that habit of obviously coming to the gym. And then I remember there was, you know, weigh-in breakthroughs, right? Because yeah. the, the scale had always been kind of a hurdle for us, right? For sure. Or for you. But yeah. mainly, I say for us because we were in it together. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to help you and trying to coach you through this yep. nutrition. And nutrition had really... Kind of been, I mean, I think, you know, much like me, you love food, right? right. <laughs> I mean, for sure. there's a appreciation for some really yummy, mm-hmm. delicious food. Mm-hmm. And, and that competes with, you know, what we're trying to accomplish in terms of health and yeah. the gym. And so, um, but I feel like when you transferred officially into CrossFit, um, it was almost like, okay, now you can do this, right? Now yeah. you don't need that accountability in the private training. You're, you know, and then you've, plugged in with Travis and some other guys yeah. in the eight o'clock class who yeah. have become really great accountability for you, kind of what you're t- calling social accountability. Yeah. We also kind of paraphrase that as community because there's a community Absolutely. in the gym yeah. that exists and that helps you. So um, this last, you know, well, I'm gonna pull up your results because you had texted me your uh, your DEXA scan and what, what it really stood out to me was the, the trend that you've made in 2017. So I'm gonna kind of share these. So January 18, 2017, you were at 35.2% body fat, 241 pounds. And this was what I would consider you working out regularly. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, and I I share this because there's a lot of people who are in that boat in the gym. I mean, they're fit. They come to the gym every day, but they don't eat right, right? They don't clean up their eating. So... So I'm highlighting this, hopefully, for someone who's listening to know that, man, there's there can be results. And I'm going to have you talk about how you accomplish this okay. because I think your results are awesome. So pretty much since January, then you retested your DEXA uh, this past week, September 29th, and you were at 28.5% body fat. So 352 to 28.5%, and your weight was at 218 pounds, 0.7, So basically... January 18th to September 29th, you went from 241 pounds to 218 pounds, and then you went from 35.2% to 28.5%. For those of you that don't know what a DEXA scan is, uh, Jordan Whitehead actually can talk to you a lot about this because they offer this at her place, Core Performance, but basically it scans your body, tells you it's the most accurate way that you can get a body fat uh, scan. The high point here, and I think probably the really awesome thing is that you started so when it tells you exactly how much uh fat pounds pounds you have you had 82.3 pounds of fat on your body on january 18th 2017 and you had 60.1 just the other day so you lost 22 pounds of fat and your lean body mass has remained exactly the same so therefore you're 151 0.2 0.2 pounds of lean body mass, and I know I'm throwing out a ton of numbers, yeah. but it's just uh, such an awesome 
you know, testimony here that I want to share. January 18th, 151 pounds of lean body mass, and then the other day, 151 of pound, point one pounds of uh, lean body mass. So you've maintained all your muscle. muscle. Yeah. You've lost 22 pounds of fat. You've lost uh, 23 pounds on the scale. Man, tell me what you did, right? Because this is where yeah. you get to share and hopefully help somebody who's listening. Yeah, so this year is finally the breakthrough. Uh, I think 16 created the habit of being in the gym, um, and then 17 um, was really about um, a diet and changing what I can do outside the gym because I already had the habit of coming. That was my hardest part up until that point. My whole life was, I don't want to go to the gym, and 16, like we talked about, and then 17 was, okay, I'm in the gym, um, I feel great, but I'm not having the results. And then we started a, uh, a competition between about 12 friends um, in January. And that's why I got my first DEXA scan to see where I was at. That was a starting one. And we were going to do it for um, 90 days. It was a 90-day challenge between 12 guys. And so, um, um, so, that, so my decision at that time, and, and keto was kind of being thrown out. And we tried some Whole30 stuff before. And... Um, just kind of faded and, and, and keto was kind of becoming popular and, and it was it kind of aligned with how I ate already other than the car, the carbs and sugar I, uh, I kind of accessed on but I, I typically eat a high fat diet anyway so I was like okay I'll give this a shot I'll, I'll continue to eat my high fat stuff I'll cut out the uh, carbs and sugar and, um, and we'll see how it goes and, um, and that, that competition paired with that diet um, just totally transformed I mean I saw results immediately and once I started seeing results I was like okay I can do this you know what I mean and um, and so I committed uh, um, I have a, a little uh, a, a men's core group I meet every Wednesday morning with the three four guys and I committed that group to staying on this diet through the whole year um, and and so that was another accountability step for me on this diet was you know I got to stay on this because I committed to staying on it and um, and so I have, I told myself I get one cheat day a month. Okay, I can eat whatever I want for that one day, but everything else I'm gonna stay. I don't, I don't track my calories. I just eat within a certain food group. And, car, and I try to keep my carbs at less than 20 grams of net carbs a day, which is really low. But I needed, to, I had to start out extreme because I needed to stay on it. Because I start with, if I start cheating a little bit, it turns into cheating a lot and then I'm, and then I'm off of it. I just, I kind of know myself. So, um, and it just, I mean, it just, fell off me, man. The fat just started coming off. I was staying in the gym, which was great. Um, that wasn't a problem for me anymore. Um, it was just sticking to this diet and, and, and keto was a great solution for me. So give me an, or give the listeners kind of an idea of what you're eating. So give me like a typical day, if there is a typical yeah. day or what, what does keto look like for you? So keto for me, looks like, so, um, eggs, two eggs typically every morning, uh, I actually work out at eight. I don't eat anything before I work out. I drink coffee, uh, eggs and avocado um, in the morning. Um, potentially bacon or a sausage as well. It just depends on how hungry I feel. Um, and then uh, lunch is typically um, some type of uh, um, high fat uh, protein item, either beef or or pork or um, or, or chicken thighs. I eat a lot of chicken thighs. Um, so I, I make a bunch and then I, I, I kind of eat off of it. I'll have, so I'll snack on some cheese and I'll have probably more avocado as well. Um, and I'll probably eat like, I probably eat like four meals a day and I'll switch the type of uh, fat or protein, 
um, whether it be chicken, pork, beef, uh, turkey. We'll make uh, you know some meatballs. Um, and 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 for keto, it's probably a little too much protein, but uh, I don't I don't measure the protein. All I stick to is making sure I don't hit over more than 20 grams of carbs. And so I get my carbs from sugar. I mean, not sugar, uh, fruit. I'll have a serving of fruit. Um, I will uh, we'll have some uh, um, vegetables that have it, like broccoli. We'll do buttered broccoli. Um, we'll do asparagus, regular you know, uh, vegetables, uh, Brussels sprouts. So we have our main things we like. We also eat some sweet potatoes. We'll make a bunch of sweet potatoes with butter and cinnamon. That's kind of a treat for us. Um, and that's where I get my carbs at as well. But in a very controlled portion of them. Yeah, yeah, on the carbs for sure. I mean, yeah. 20 grams of net carbs, it doesn't go very far. Yeah. I mean, by the time you eat a serving of fruit and have a little bit of, um, of sweet potatoes, it's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I need a, if I have, sweet tooth has typically been a problem for me too at night. Uh, you know, after nine, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something. And so my wife is, uh, would make these, uh, what's called a fat bomb. It's basically like cocoa powder, uh, coconut oil, butter, and uh, a little bit of a uh, fake sweetener like a tr- uh, Truvia type uh, uh, and um, I'll have one of those um, and then I'm pretty much uh, she'll like you know melt it and freeze them but I don't my diet is fairly concentrated in high does she distribute those by chance? Yeah. <laughs> they're amazing by the way yeah, yeah. and so you know um, but I've been able to eat in that it's not a, it's not a super great uh, I mean it's not there's not a lot of flexibility in it but those are the foods I enjoy anyway, outside of the carbs and the bread and, and other stuff. Um, so I've been able to maintain um, eating on the foods that I like while staying in this keto diet. And I'm not so much about staying in ketosis. I'm not about that really anymore. Initially, I was uh, with the with the strips. the strips and making sure my color. But as time goes on, I just I still focus on the carbs and making sure that I hit that number or I'm under that number. I know I am. And then, um, you know, that's where I've kind of focused and it's really worked for me. So somebody listening could be like, man, what does that do to your cholesterol, blood work? And you just had blood work done this morning. So I'm asking, you obviously have looked into that. So what can you say about that? So my my goal was to stand the diet the whole year if my blood work was, uh, remained in, 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 uh, in good parameters, specifically cholesterol. Um, so I've had blood work done uh, two times this year, um, and and the, for the most part, it's, it's actually really good. Um, my last blood result, uh, blood work was cholesterol was a little bit higher, but not nothing to to, to be uh, super concerned about. And then um, I'll get my next results uh, here within the next week. But um, so I've maintained the diet. Um, my, uh, for my nine doc- months, yeah, ten months. My doctor said, "Yeah, he's, he's not concerned about it at all," um, and he wanted to see what the next three months look like again, just to see if there's a trend, of you know, if, if it's going up or if it's stabilizing, if it's going down. So he didn't want me to change anything in the diet. And how um, do you feel? What's the difference in the way you feel? I feel amazing. I mean, even before those results, in no, uh, the Thanksgiving in 2016, I was 255 pounds. So to be two, I got down to 215 last week, so that's 40 pounds. I feel great. You know, I can tell on the workouts too, like how many pull-ups I can do in a row, how many, you know, uh, how the running, I can tell. Like, dude, I just dropped a whole, you know, weighted vest, you know, so I feel, I feel great. I obviously got more uh, progress uh, um, to go, but I feel so really good. Because you were somebody who was working out 
and kind of gaining weight, right? I yeah. mean, there was this, like, you said Thanksgiving or 255. Like, there might be somebody listening that's in that boat, man. Yeah. What What is that? Uh, what What is their, I mean, they're getting on the scale. They've gained a few pounds. I mean, is it as simple as saying, like, you just got to decide? Or is there any advice that you would have for that person? You know, I think, uh, I think for me, um, like starting with one area at a time, I, I think the habit of the gym was a, was a struggle for me. Uh, once I kind of mastered that and then I, I attacked the diet, I think attack one or the other initially and get, get it under control. Like get, if you got the gym under control and you're here three, four days a week and it's not a challenge for you, great. Then take that next step into, into mastering what the nutrition is. But trying to attack them both at the same time for me was very, very tough. And, 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 um, I just wasn't able to get momentum in both and um, it was overwhelming and I just gave up and it didn't make progress for years. I mean, for example, 2009 to 16, I didn't make any progress. That's seven years of, of, of nothing, of just trying and failing. And, and so once I got the gym under control, then the nutrition was, was the next part and, um, and then showing a little, and then it wasn't so much effort of trying to master the gym and the nutrition at the, at the same time. It was just focusing on I, one. I love that because I think sometimes people view their fitness journey as like a you know, three month journey or yeah. like, or a 12 month journey. And when you do it, yeah, you could say, man, it's like, if I don't get all these results, but when you look at your journey over these 10 years, you know, it took you nine years to master yeah. the gym. And, and, and like I, like in what and you said, I think, lifestyle of coming, yes, absolutely. and that habit of wanting to be here yeah. and where it's like, man, if I don't get to do it, I miss it, you know, and that, that is huge. And then you can start focusing on the eating because yeah. now you don't have to put that, you know, there's a, there's a book, it talks about this, but there's also a fact that you have a certain amount of willpower allowed to you every single day. Mm. Like we all do. Right. And you know, it's typically when that willpower diminishes that you make poor decisions, right, on your diet or anything. Yeah. And so if you're putting forth all this willpower to get to the gym, by the time it comes to eat dinner, oh, it's, gone. it's gone. Yeah, for sure. And so focusing on, okay, not necessarily saying eat whatever you want, but you know, don't let the scale or don't let your diet you know, dictate your emotions yeah. for a period of time while you get this gym you know, visiting and working out. Yeah, you get the, the lifestyle. The lifestyle. And, the, and, the, and you, that social accountability is yep. real. And, and it's, it's not effort. Yeah. Like, it's zero effort for me in the morning. I do That's the same great. thing every morning, right? And so getting, getting there was a huge step, but I'm there. Now, the next thing is like, you know, you, wanna, you, wanna, you want to have results. You want to keep improving every day when you're in the gym, right? And so you're going to take that. You're naturally going to take that next step of... Of what is it going to take for me to lift more, to do more pull-ups, to do more push-ups, to do, finish this, to RX this, and then you know all this stuff is leading to man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring my weight down. I gotta, I gotta, mm -hmm. you know, I gotta build my cardiovascular up, and and then naturally it's like, okay, you know, what are you eating? How are you, how are you helping outside the? What are you doing outside the gym that can help you inside the gym? And it's that natural next next uh, step of okay, let's look at your diet. Let's see what you're doing. Now you're here, right? And, and, and that habit is formed. Now let's do the same thing on the nutrition side. And for me, that was, it's, it's, I'm still in that, yeah. right? Like um, nine months is probably, or 10 months is probably the longest I've ever been on. Uh, uh, I wouldn't even call it a diet at this point. I think I'm gonna take a lot of 
what is what I've done in my months and create a lifestyle out of it. I mean, I think I don't know if I ever look at carbs and sugar the same way ever again. And so how I how I consume those will is definitely changed in my mindset. And so there are parts of that diet that are now going to be a lifestyle, which I think are really good. So the last question I always ask people is, um, how does you know when you see building better people? In, on our walls, on our shirts, and you kind of know what that means to me in terms of believing that, man, Dustin working out makes him a better husband, makes him a better father, makes him uh, a better version of himself. And, and I believe that about every person that walks in foot in the gym. How's that true for you? Well, I mean, outside of just, uh, you know, uh, physically uh, looking and feeling better, and I think it's, it's super encouraging to me that that progress can be made in other areas in your life, you know what I mean? Like just sticking to a plan, whether it be, hey man, I wanna, I wanna be a better dad, I wanna, you know, I'm gonna set these goals out to be better, and knowing that those are, um, you know, attainable and, and, and are, are, um, are something, you know, you, you can uh, continue to work towards. I think the up and downs of, of setting goals and not getting them, and, and it's, it's a, it's a, it sucks. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a big it's like a, just a big massive rut. You know what I mean? So see, to so that progress in one area, um, I think is super encouraging for also other areas of your life, whether it be spiritual spiritual growth or um, you know, uh, like I said, being a better parent or or being a better husband. You know, and, and um, or uh, or whatever. So um, I think the. Uh, back to that book about habits I think they talked about keystone habits about like some the, the, the big habits that really impact everything else um, I think obviously staying healthy and eating and um, and it is is a keystone habit to so many other areas of our life it's like I mean if you, if you are healthy you're able to to strive to be the best parent and to 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 be a great leader and to do all these other things that people want to do um and so it's it it, it is the the gym and nutrition and um it's truly like the keystone habit it's the pillar that helps all these other things in your life um as you said become better you become a better version of yourself um so feeling good physically and feeling good emotionally is is, is huge mm-hmm. you know for every area of your life um, and uh, you know the journey's the journey's not over for you know for, for for me or for anybody in the gym it's just what's next thank you for tuning in today don't forget to subscribe to the building better people podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.